Hey, what's up, everybody? Holy fuck. <laughs> it's been a year. Mike, introduce yourself. Well, I'm Mike from the Bonfire Sessions. This is the Bonfire Sessions, dummy. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's been a fucking year. It's been a year. And so much shit has happened. But before we get into all that, let's tell the lovely listeners... The ones who stuck around and waited for us to come back. What we're doing, how we're going to change it up a little bit, and um, and then catch everyone up on the fucking crazy year it's been of 2021. I feel like um, a lifetime's worth of shit has happened. So we'll get into all that. But um, what are you drinking today, Mike? You got a beer? You got a beer? Yeah, just nothing special. Uh, not that it's bad. Uh, Sierra Nevada Torpedo. Yes, our sponsor today, Sierra Nevada. We're sponsored by Sierra Nevada Brewery. No, we're not. They don't know that. But they don't know. <laughs> All they have to do is send us beer, and we'll mention them. Um, no, I wish that'd be fucking sweet, though. Um, I, I have since become stone sober in my approach to life, um, other than weed. So um, I do not smoke any tobacco as of well a little while. <clears throat> And no alcohol for uh, a couple months now. So, there you have it. And, uh, yeah. So, I've, I've, I've stopped doing those two things. But, um, so I've got, what do I have? I have, uh, I guess this is the Rage. Non-alcoholic spirits. I don't know why it's the Rage. It's very average. But it's, uh, it's all about the ritual. So, I have a drink with me, though it's not alcohol. It's Seed Lip. It's supposed to be vodka. Which, it's, you it's not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get any of that. Yeah, it's not. It's not vodka. <laughs> um, but it's it, it's not. It tastes nice. It's uh, I've got some with some mango juice in it. <coughs> it sounds good in the glass, does it not? Mango. It sounds like a mixed drink. Yeah, and it and it well, it gives me the uh, it gives me the ritual, like I said. Um, anyway, here's what we're gonna do. We're back today. Um, so today is just gonna be a uh, kind of a catch up. Um, episode, but then from now on, we're going to once a week, or I guess, uh, once every two weeks, that's when the show comes out, right? Yes. Once every two weeks, um, we're going to ask people in the bonfire sessions, Facebook group to ask a question. And the winner of that question gets featured on the show as well as receiving a free PDF of either spring, summer, autumn, or winter of the bonfire sessions booklets. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, go to the Bonfire Sessions Facebook group, answer the two questions, join, we'll let you in. And then if you ask the winning question, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on the show and that'll be the podcast topic. Um, Jason Hutchins has already claimed next episode and he asked a question about believing in God and evolution and if you can hold those two in tension and believe in God and evolution. And we will spend 45 minutes to an hour talking about that. Yes. Or we can just knock it out right now and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one or the other. You want to just say yes or right. you want to do yeah. the podcast? Just the short answer? or But it seems like, yeah, good question. Something we could easily talk about for yeah, a little bit. For sure. For sure. And, um, you know, sometimes ask questions for yourself. Ask questions that you think others should hear, even if you know where you stand on it. Maybe this person knows where they stand on it. They believe in evolution and believe in God and they're fine with it. But maybe their parents don't or maybe their family doesn't. So here's a good resource where two yahoos like ourselves can answer the question and um, spend a little more time than just saying yes. That's what we plan on next week. So, no, two weeks. I keep saying next week. Hey, laptop. Fuck you. Uh, Microsoft recommends an editor. Well, go fuck yourself. What? A little passive aggressive, don't you think? <laughs> My computer just rec Microsoft recommends editor. Check spelling and grammar for three languages at once. Hey, Microsoft, fuck off. God damn it. Are you saying I'm a shitty writer? Oh, we've been noticing your writing patterns, man, on this laptop. And you fucking suck. So, uh, today we don't have a question. Well, I have a question for you, Mike. How's your year been? Possibly the worst year of my life. <laughs> and you say possibly because your house burned down a couple years ago? <laughs> All right, followed by 
I mean, Donald Trump, which was more of a, I don't know if you want to say existential threat. But, you know, yeah, there was the, the colon cancer, which um, it, it was kind of all my fears come true. Um, when I first got uh, colitis, when I first found out I had colitis, uh, right after I got married, actually. Um, it must have been that long? Okay. Yeah. Um, so over 10 years. Right. I mean, closer to, you know, 20. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met with uh, my gastroenterologist, of course, and he said, you know, with, with this condition, you have, uh, you know, whatever increased chance of getting cancer. Right. Which I did. And, you know, you get this thing, well, you have to get an ostomy bag. And yeah. it was, uh, I, I think he, he offered to do that at the time, maybe. And I said, absolutely not. The point being that it's something I've, I've been trying to avoid for, you know, 18 years. And, you know, it just happened. Um, and, I mean, the actual day-to-day experience of it isn't i mean it's fine and actually in a way i mean it's helped me spiritually in a way just to focus more on the present moment on like what what exactly about having this ostomy bag is so terrible and i can't honestly point to anything like i i'm not really wanting to go in a hot tub or anything like that or yeah. Take a shower, just you know, because I don't want to have to, you know, deal with it getting wet and all that stuff. I don't. I'm not ready to, you know, take my shirt off. Yeah, in yeah. public yeah. or anything like beach. that. Yeah, right. Like I don't care if people see my bag hanging out of the bottom bottom of my shirt or something like that. Right. It's not a big deal, but yeah, I'm not ready to go the the full Monty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a so it's a matter of perspective. I mean, it's put, it's put life into perspective. I mean, it's, it's a way of life saying, Hey, how are you going to deal with this suffering that you're having? And when you're present, it's like, okay, it's whatever. Yeah. You learn that human beings are pretty, you know, adaptable. Yeah. I've had, I've had incidents with it. I mean, a lot. And after a while, you know, well, <laughs> whatever. It's it's not ideal, but again, like you focus on what exactly am I dealing with right now? Can I deal with it? Yeah, of course. I've I've always been able to deal with it. And yeah, but the, okay. So, uh, but the plan is actually to get rid of it, right? Yeah, in August. Yeah. Um, okay. So catch people up who are curious because I, I kept I kept people in the loop. A couple times, and I told you that we did like a couple five minute episodes. So if anyone is anyone hasn't listened to those, um, you know we got hit with COVID. We tried to power through the, the podcast, right? And then yeah. we had to go on lockdown. Came back. I, I listened back, honest, honestly, on it um, because before we decided to come back for doing the podcast again, I listened back to kind of figure out, you know, where we can improve. If we're going to do the podcast again, how can I fix the audio? Maybe make it sound a little better. And in one of the last episodes we ever did, you were not feeling good. So you had cancer when we were doing the podcast, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And you were talking about how you had a, you had a pretty bad day. We'd helped. Mm-hmm. But it was... And then right after that, I got I got the call. You got, you know, you had a blockage. Turns out the cancer, surgery, boom, boom, boom. Can't even go visit you because of COVID. <laughs> so yeah. you're in there for... How long were you in there? After surgery, it doesn't sound like a long time, but a week and a half. I was that's a long fucking time in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Especially when you add in <laughs> the cost of medicine in America, like that's just Jesus Christ, freaking ridiculous, but. dude. Okay, so Elise <laughs> broke her arm uh, two months ago now. Forty nine thousand dollars, yeah, for surgery. Forty nine thousand yeah. and, and an ER visit. Forty nine thousand dollars. Doing great. Arms back to doing pretty good. She's back to dance, all that shit. $49,000. Now, we have insurance. 
through the same hospital and having right. that. But that's what they built. So if you don't have insurance, yeah, you might get a discount from that. But that's what they built. Yeah, and that's unacceptable. No, that's um, fucked. That's fucked. <laughs> if you think America's number one at this, fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, man. Yeah. I that's, mean, somebody was asked, a pharmaceutical, uh, head of a phar- pharmaceutical company was asked, I can't remember which one, sorry, but why, why, uh, Americans were getting charged at least twice as much for the same medication in America. And it's pretty much just because they can't. Because they can't. Because they know that we have to pay it. Have to. What, what other choice do we have? That's a rabbit hole. Anyways. Yeah, that is a rabbit <laughs> hole. So, yeah, a week and a half in the hospital for you. Then you had to do chemo, right? Yeah, which I was curious about. And it lived up to its reputation. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like they they tell you that. Um, I mean the the neuropathy sucks. The yeah insensitivity to like um, you can't drink drink anything cold. No. Um, oh yeah, you we hung out one time. You were freezing your nuts off. It was like sixty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. I was like, and oh, usually nice. usually I run on the hot side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the it was the just feeling run down that I was surprised how much it kind of sucked. Like yeah. they say run down and you just kind of think, well, just kind of tired, but no, right. it was, it's more of just kind of like a, a weariness of, Oh yeah. Just, um, yeah, not wanting to do anything really. Oh, yeah. Um, which I, I mean, it's tired. That's the same thing as being tired, but it, it took it to another level that I didn't right. expect. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean, it saved my life, the whole thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm not dissuading anybody from doing chemotherapy, honestly, but yeah, um, I mean, I, that's why I, I get, I get weary of people who think they're so reductionistic and they say, oh, Western medicine's all about money, all about keeping me sick. And I'm like, okay, maybe the pharmacy, I'm, I'm sure the pharmaceuticals are fucked in a way. I'm sure the corporatism and all that is, yeah. is fucked in a way, but at the end of the day, like, your doctor was not about keeping you sick. They fucking cure. Like, right now, you don't have cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and it took a toll on your body, and you have to get put back together a little more still in August. But at the end, like, but all, for all the harshness mm-hmm. of chemotherapy and the fact that it doesn't work all the time, what other fucking option do you have right now? No, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the. When you need some apricot seeds and your cancer's going to be gone? No, you got to go for the nuclear option or whatever. Yeah, that, that's a good analogy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, that's actually literally yeah. a sign analogy. Kind of nuclear, isn't it? No, I mean, I, I had kind of, I mean, again, I had been thinking about, cancer had been on my brain for a decade, and I've, I right. have run scenarios in my brain on, well, would I, would I, would I have the courage, quote unquote, <laughs> to just stick with alternative medicines or would I, you know, do chemo? Um, cause yeah, of course everybody hears bad things about chemo and I, I honestly never knew, but when, when the, when I had to decide it was no question. Yeah, of course. I'm, of course I'm, I'm, I'm getting the surgery. I'm yeah. doing the chemo. It's, yeah. there's no way I'm going to risk. <laughs> right. Right. Doing the other I stuff. I think that, man, I mean, for me, I I'm the same way. Like if I'm, if I'm like doing pretty good, like your health's manageable, I'll go all natural shit all the time for like maintenance. Like I take supplements all the time, you know, I take, I take things that are, that are beneficial for your prostate, your heart, your lungs, all this shit. But if it came down to like some real shit (laughs) that I got to do that, okay, this is life or death or it could be like, give me the, give me the hard stuff now. Yeah. And then I'll and then I'll work towards whatever it is to where I can go off that if possible. No, that seems like the same balance. Yeah, Western medicine is very good at keeping you from dying, you know. Yeah. Uh, putting you back together, and right, uh, Eastern, more uh, homeopathic medicines are good at uh, keeping you healthy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. You know, I'll do acupuncture. I go to my chiropractor. I do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, same here. Yeah. But if I get some shit, like, I don't, I'm going to do the real deal. The real deal, Holyfield. Whatever doctors say. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the MD says. 
<laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find someone I trust and go go with that. Which, uh, right, could bring us into talking about COVID. Or- yeah, COVID <laughs> has. Um, it's funny because if you listen back to the episodes where COVID was starting to hit, you can hear it in our voices. Like we didn't know what was going on. No one did, right? But as far as pandemics go, it could be winding down if motherfuckers would get the vaccination and yeah. that's been slowing, which is a little worrying. Yeah. Um, but here we are. You're, I mean, things are opening back up. California said June 15th, you can open back up if hospitalizations are low and I uh, forget the other stipulation. Hmm. Yeah. California is, I'm proud to say there, we're doing really good uh, in terms of cases. I think we're uh, ha- had the least last time we checked. Um, the least it's been? Uh, yeah, the least amount of per day cases or something and like that. Forever, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to Disneyland. So it's 25% open. So that's good. Right, and we went to, we went to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> well, Florida's doing things different, though. Which, yeah, I'm, yeah, not super, eh. I don't know how wise of a decision that was. I, I mean, I didn't feel like it was a ridiculous, stupid thing to do. Uh, everybody on our flight, you know, they were wearing masks. They, nobody complained. Um, and, yeah, especially at Disney World, you know, I mean, you know, they know how to do things right. So, yeah, everybody is distanced. The, yeah. the lines look long, but um, they move super fast. Yeah. So. yeah. so even at, yeah, like 25%, that might be like I- ideal Disney. Yeah, that's going to be cherry, man. <laughs> but at least things are opening up. Movie theaters yeah. are open. Restaurants are open. So it's better than it was, but it's been a weird year for like, people having their fucking opinions about medicine and, and epidemiology and virology. Yeah. Like, it's fucking weird. Everyone's got an opinion. And I think that's, like, the di- it, it shows the difference between intelligence and wisdom. Like, a lot of people think they have the intelligence about this stuff, but they don't even know what they don't know. And then they don't have the wisdom to kind of, like, point you in the right direction. They just got their opinion. They're going to say it on, on YouTube, or on TikTok, or on Facebook, if you're older, mm-hmm. like us, <laughs> or Instagram. Yeah. And they don't got the wisdom to be like, I don't know, go talk to an epidemiologist. They know more than me about this shit. <laughs> it doesn't even seem like you have to be that intelligent. Like, you go you go to a mechanic to get your car fixed. You go to an epidemiologist to tell you what to do when there's an epidemic. Like, It, it just seems like 101 stuff that I'm surprised is a problem. I But are you, though? <laughs> we elected Trump. Just no, right. Just to remind you, good, good, obvious point. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised when I really sit when I meditate on it. <laughs> Isn't this all kind of going how you would expect? Like when I look back at it, I'm like, yeah, of course, of course, thirty percent of the country thinks that maybe COVID is fake or something. Like, of course, like I was listening to uh, Dan Cummins, the Time Suck. He's a comedian who does a history show uh, podcast. And he said that 30, what was it, 30 million Americans believe in QAnon? That's a rough estimate. 30 million. 30 million. That, that's well, a lot of motherfuckers. That seems like a lot. It seems more than, it's more than I would expect, honestly. <sighs> I get excited if 3,000 people listen to a podcast. Yeah. Like, hey, we got a lot of downloads this week. I'm like, 30 million believe in Q. We ain't got shit. That's really depressing. Yeah, you want to be depressed? There you go. So, I mean, pretty much half of the half of the Republican Party that voted in November, a little bit less. Right, 70 million? Yeah. Something? So, yeah, about a little less than half. Man, they got kids, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you just pass that shit along, and they probably homeschool them. So they're going to follow the politics of their parents. Yeah, that's generally uh, what happens. Man, we got our work cut off for us. we got our work. And look at this, man. I mean, you want to talk about depression. Let me take a left turn. You want to talk about depressing? It is May 5th, and it's 97 degrees where I live. 
97. A little cooler here. 97 on May 5th. I think that's some shit. Mm-hmm. We got some climate fucking chaos. Yeah, which there's always a little low-level anxiety in the background just all the time. Right. Like I used to, I used to love windy days. I don't know. I guess before the fire, maybe when it when it all became real. Yeah. And now, just every time, even though we don't got a bunch of trees around where I live anymore, or right vegetation, it's just it doesn't feel right. It's creepy, huh? Yeah. Why the fuck is it so windy? To be like twenty miles an hour. It's like that's that's what that's what happens. That's what it does. But I don't like it. And, and it's just it's windy more often. Yeah. It is windy more often. Climate change is real, folks. And I, I'm just going to ask you if you don't if you don't believe us, please stop listening to the show. I don't even want you to listen anymore. <laughs> it's fucking real. <laughs> kind of done with your ass. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Listen along so we can make fun of you. What else happened during this year? We had the we had the COVID. We're still in the COVID. You got the cancer. How, how? Let me ask you this: We talk about the practicality of Buddhism. How has that helped you? Because Christianity ain't save your ass from suffering with cancer. I don't think. Well, or at least the Christianity we had growing up. I mean, perhaps if I knew nothing about Buddhism and I just had you know the afterlife to hang on to, <laughs> I guess that would be some sort of help. But as long as you know you're going somewhere nice. Yeah, but that wouldn't, uh, that's really not super practical. Uh, no. Beyond that. Um, but yeah, like like I said before, I mean, it, it's actually kind of a little bit of stoicism in a way, but nothing more than being in the moment and realizing realizing that you got it. Like, I can't think of a single moment where I've, where I freaked out when I was just focusing on what was in front of me. Mm. Like, yeah, I get, I get a little scared thinking about the future, but even when I meditate on that thought, what exactly is going to happen in the future? That's going to be so bad. And I can't think of anything. You're, you're the, you're the headless observer. Like that book we're listening about. Yeah. Uh, what was that called? Uh, On, on living without a head. On having no head. Something like that. Yeah. The, the headless void. (laughs) Yeah. When you realize that you're basically a headless void, <laughs> you, you can't point, you lose yourself. You can't point to anything in particular that is uh, being afflicted, I guess. The, the pain is just kind of there. It's not, um, you can't point to anything that the pain is affecting. I don't know, that, that all sounds very esoteric, but when you experience it, it makes sense. Yeah, it's weird, man. I know we were listening to that, and it was kind of blowing my mind a little bit. I'd have to listen to it like ten times. I've I've probably listened to it ten times. It's that good. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what is it called again? On having no head. On having no head, and it's a book by whom? I'm looking it up right now. Well, I'm putting you on the spot. On having no head. It sounds absurd at first. But what the, what the author is saying makes a lot of sense in terms of maybe not in terms of logic or how a rationale at first, but in terms of experience. Because mm-hmm. if you just focus, I mean, everyone listening, just fo- just look forward. And what are you what are you focusing on? I mean, what if you're present with everything? It really is like, I mean, you're just observing in a way. Right. By, by the way, it's called On Having No Head by Douglas Harding. Douglas Harding. Okay. It, it's uh, the sub, the sub whatever, Zen and the Rediscovery of the Obvious. Which, yeah, it's it's pointing out obvious things that you don't think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's, that's really what I, lo- I love about Buddhism is it, fix, it fits my, uh, my belief that... Uh, all the truths in the universe are a paradox and how, how Buddhism fits the way I understand Buddhism is that Buddhism is the answer to the most obvious and the most difficult proposition. Most obvious is that all we have is right now. That's it. This is what this is right here. 
meditation. All you do, I mean, in its simplest form, is breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, and observe your breath. That's it. Doing that is a motherfucker. <laughs> you might last 45 seconds before you... And it's not until you... It's like Peter, the, the cock crows three times. I say cock. Three times before you'll deny me. Peter doesn't realize he did it until he did it. So it's like you get in meditation, you realize you're, you're a minute in, and for 30 seconds, you've been thinking about some shit instead of just observing things. It's not that the thoughts are bad, but you're not observing the thoughts. You're now distracted from the breath, from the present moment, the simplest shit you're trying to do. It's yeah. the most difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle or Tolle? I don't know. I think it's Tolle, right? Tolle? Like mole, like a mole sauce. Okay. Um, yeah, he said something like, when you live in the present moment, nothing is complicated. I mean, the good part is that nothing is complicated, but it, that doesn't mean it's not difficult. Like, oh, the yeah. present moment... It's easy. All you got to do is breathe and be in the present moment. But that's really surprisingly hard. Yeah. <laughs> you find out. <laughs> super, super difficult. Yeah. Super, super difficult. I think even, um, I think just as difficult is to be in the present when you're thinking about the future or being the present when you're thinking about the past. Yeah. And not splitting the two even. Like, I, I mean, it makes sense. Like, okay, I've learned how to be in the present moment. Then I'm in the present moment here. And then when I think about the future... You're not in the present moment, but you still can be. It doesn't have to be dual. You can be present with some pictures. Well, right. So then the other thing to add to that would be you can you can think about the future, but don't wobble. You gotta you gotta commit to it. Of course it's okay to plan for the future and but that's always gonna be in the present moment when you're doing that. Right. So if you're gonna plan for the future, totally commit to it. Go so, all in. Yeah. I mean even even your thoughts are, you know, part of the present moment. Um, yep. I mean, I, I think the greater point is, is not, yeah, don't try to erase all your thoughts. Notice them. Don't hang on to them. It, yeah, let them pass. But um, think your thoughts. There you go. The Practicality of Buddhism. That'd be a great title for a book. I think, I mean, the. I was thinking that the be the best litmus test well, or the thing that i care about is i mean as long as you're at peace if, if you can reflect and say that you're honestly at peace in the present moment that's really all that matters to me so whether you're thinking your thoughts or you're just focusing on your breath um as long as you're at peace that seems to be all that matters there you um, go cool i like it so one more time for the listeners on Not Having a Head by Douglas what? Harding. Douglas Harding. Yeah. If you have, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and plug the app uh, Blinkist right now. That's where I listen to it. Blinkist. But if I'm, I, I haven't listened to the actual audiobook. I just listened to the Blink version. I assume that the audiobook is just as good. But Yeah. I'm going to have to check that Blinkist out. It's basically, what, 15, 20, 30 minutes of the, of like, any, yeah, nonfiction books, it reduces it to, yeah, 10 to 25 minutes. And everything I've, I've used it for what, two, three weeks? Everything I've listened to, I mean, I've enjoyed. Nice. So they got a bunch of Alan Watts on there? They don't have, I mean, their library isn't exhaustive. So I've only, there's only like three or four Alan Watts books yeah um, but enough to get your beak yeah. wet and i mean it fits my personality good because i i don't i don't mind listening to things over and over and over i like to just absorb it yeah so even if the library is relatively well not exhaustive it works for me yeah yeah, yeah. and you are bisexual. Ugh, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh my God, my parents are listening. <laughs> Fucker. Yeah, I'm bisexual. So there you go, folks. If you're a homophobe, you can turn it off now. You can turn it off. Yeah, that's that's been going interestingly. It's really ruined my marriage. Gotta be honest, didn't see that coming. Oh no, I'm sorry. The response to it has tried to ruin my marriage. <laughs> By some homophobic motherfuckers who don't uh, 
Thank God don't listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, it's been interesting, man. Um, people don't understand what bisexual means. It thinks I'm fucking a bunch of men. That's what some people think. I'm here to tell you today that I don't fuck a bunch of men. Well, I know you've never... I mean... It's take all my power within me to not <laughs> to not hit on you, Michael. You're a good-looking man. No, I mean, I know that, so if you're not going <laughs> to try with me... I'd hey, man, it. I've kept it on the up-and-up here. Not a fucking slut. No, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, I talked to you first a while back. Well, I mean, you came, you came out more explicitly just like uh, maybe a month so, and a half ago yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, I felt you out like a boxer in the first round. Just throw yeah. a couple jabs out there, see if they're going to land. Uh, so I wasn't surprised when, yeah. when you did. Yeah. yeah. Talked to Lindsay second. Um, you know, made sure she understand it. We had much conversations. Said I want to do it publicly. Uh, you know, for a variety of reasons, which I've stated um, in in places. Yeah. Um, even though monogamous, happy, happy to be with a woman, and then uh, came out publicly, and um, the reactions from people have been mixed. Most mostly support. Um, mostly people are like, "Hey, we love you. Great, fantastic." And yeah. then uh, some people who are like, "Why'd you do that?" I fucking wanted to, man. Like. <laughs> And then a lot of people asking if I'm uh, if I'm uh, having sex with other people, which I found interesting. Like random pe- pe- people sliding in my DMs asking me that. I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Why are you asking me that? Doesn't make sense to me. Right. It seems like that would be an obvious line that you would respect a person's privacy or something. Right. I mean, if you're friends with them, whatever. You know, my parents ask me that. It's fine. I don't care. But it's like, yeah. it's like, what? I'm going to ask a stranger if he's having sex with other people outside of his marriage. I'm like, enter. That why seems, that seems why did that cross your mind to ask me that? Um, but that, so that was interesting. And then, you know, uh, my wife's family, not so happy. Not so happy. And uh, it's, it's, um, it's one of those things, man. Uh, you hear stories about people who, like, have to tell their story and they... Talk about private shit to hopefully make it easier for other people who go through that. But you know, I figured, man, it would be, it would suck, dude, if I like had parents like that and I was a teenager coming out. Like I'm 38, married, have a kid. I can handle, I can handle shit. But if I was like 16, fuck, man, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, right. I mean, especially when your brain is still developing and all that. It's not going to develop till you're 25, and even then I question that. Yeah. I was a dipshit when I was 25. No, really, I think they have, J.R.R. Tolkien has it right. Like, when you come of age when you're 33, that's when I 32. really felt like an actual adult. <laughs> yeah. Being able to make solid decisions and all that. There you go. 33, you're an adult. You can start driving and drinking. Um, but even then, some people aren't adults. Like, uh... You know, my father-in-law accused me to my wife on a voicemail that uh, about having sex with men and then coming home and having sex with her, which is weird for a dad to leave on a voicemail. And uh, he approved of the sex with his daughter, did not approve of the sex that I'm having with other men, multiple men. And then when we called him on it, he didn't. He said he didn't accuse me of that. It's just his opinion. I was like, okay, right. Which again, I, I failed to see no the the difference in the two. No. It's a, it's gaslighting 101. You, you said you said some shit, then you say you didn't say some shit. It makes the other person a little bit crazy, or think they're crazy. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing that make, makes me kind of not re- most mad. I mean, because people when they like, I, I feel like I'm I'm pretty smart in a way. So when uh, you're like Tucker Carlson smart. Which, I, I don't know if that's a compliment. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. But when they, when, when people questions your sanity or your intelligence or anything like that, when you feel like you have a lockdown on, you know, where you're at, when you feel like you've, you've been able to soberly assess those things and you just have no idea where people are coming from and they make you feel crazy like that. 
uh, maybe mad isn't the right word, but it's really uh, like, shoot, am I am I crazy? Am I really right? Like that stupid? Like right? Do I do I, do I give off the appearance that you that you can trick me by saying that? Am I going to fall for that? Oh oh, it's just his opinion. He told my wife I'm having sex with other people. Just his opinion. We're fine. I don't see the problem here either. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Like, is that how I'm supposed to respond to that? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't feel crazy, but, but crazy people don't know they're crazy. So, what the fuck? Right. No, that, that yeah, that adds another layer. Yeah, crazy people don't, you know, insane people don't know that they're insane. And so. stupid people don't know they're stupid. Maybe, maybe some of them do. <clears throat> but the ones, I feel like the ones who say they do, like Bill Burr, you listen to Bill Burr's podcast. He says, yeah, I'm just an idiot. I'm just stupid. He's not really. So I think even the people that say they're stupid aren't really stupid. They don't really believe they're stupid. Um, but the real stupid ones, I think, think they're smart. It's the whole Dunning-Kruger effect. You got a little bit of knowledge. Your confidence, like, right. astronomically increases. And then you get a little more knowledge. You realize you didn't know shit, and it goes down. And then it comes back up gradually as you earn your PhD. <laughs> you know? I think, yeah, I think you're pretty safe if you're even just questioning if you're stupid or not. Yeah, maybe. That, I, I True. Mean, that itself. Uh, That's evidence that you're not. Whatever comfort that gives you, like I'm not saying how smart that makes you, it's just you're not at the bottom of the barrel right there. There you go. Okay. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's really been some shit. So, I mean, I'm not trying to talk bad about it on the show, but here's the deal. Like, I try to talk openly about a lot of stuff. There's some stuff I keep private, but, you know. To be fair, it, this is public information as a, uh, a pastor, a certain pastor knows the information now mm-hmm. and it's been told to them. So, you know, I guess I guess there's a pastor in these neck of the woods that thinks I'm fucking other men. I mean, he yeah, he's only heard one side of the story, I imagine. <laughs> not the side from the person who's <laughs> not fucking other men. So that would be a key, a key factor in all this. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> Sounds like I'm urinating. My eyes melting. I'm not urinating. I was pouring. Okay. I was pouring fake alcohol into okay. my glass. You know what's nice about this fake alcohol though? Zero calories, no sugar. Zero calories. So I don't even know what it is. Oh, wow. it's, it's basically water with like botanical essence. It's like <laughs> it's like they soaked a juniper in here for like a couple of days and then took it out and said, "Here's your here's well, your booze." That's pretty cool. That's not nothing. I, oh. I, I might give it another try. It's expensive water, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but how much was it? It was like 30 bucks for that little bottle. What, is it even a... Uh, what is this? Seven seventy-five or something? Uh, it looks like seven fifty. Seven fifty. that's what I meant. Uh, 700 They cut it down just a little bit just to stick in your craw. <laughs> so it's Seedlip Grow 42 Citrus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> And you can get that anywhere. Enough. I got it at Bevmo. Ah. Makes yeah. sense. Beverages more. Yeah. So I will. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably different. A different. Ex- I mean, I know it's a different experience coming out as a married bi man because it doesn't it doesn't change my life in practical terms. You know, um, I am not according. You know, uh, in in spite of the accusations, I'm not sleeping around. So you know, and I don't plan to. So it doesn't really change it in that way, and you know, but I think it's important just to be who you are, just to be honest. Yeah, I, I totally respect living your life as an open book. Uh, I, I possibly wouldn't have made the same decision, but that's obviously just me. I mean, it's I have nothing but yeah, respect for people that want to do that. And I just think it comes down, yeah, it might come down to personality, your circumstances in life. What you really, what you want to do, mm-hmm. uh, what you want to say. If you're more private, you don't want to share that shit. That's cool. If you're not as private, like myself, I mean, I'm private about a lot of stuff, but I didn't. Yeah. I felt like I didn't have to be private. I didn't want to be private about this necessarily. So it's just like, you know, there's yeah, I mean, there's risk to it. I'm not gonna say that, but it sucks in some ways. I mean, I think it's nothing but courageous. Uh, I mean it. It has a way of shining light on who your friends are, who your family is. Hundred uh, percent. Like I, I, we were talking about before, like Donald Trump with America. Like 
this is this is where the rubber meets the road in a way. Um, it's a point. Donald Trump was a point in America where is he? Are we gonna? He shed a light on uh, how divided we are, um, the ugly side of America, yep. and we can't unsee it. Yep. So we have. A, are we gonna fix it, or is are we just gonna you know become a failed state? Like I mean, the, those are kind of dramatic and not necessarily the situate the true situation. But um, well, but it's it, yeah, it's right. You're right. Like if you're gonna fall off the cliff. Donald Trump nudges you there. We got we got to fall eventually. I mean, got to rip the bandaid off. Fucking like mm-hmm. we're approaching, you know, whatever uh, uh, event horizon <laughs> on the black hole, right? You know, we're getting sucked in. We're we're going that way. Just might as well dive in and figure out who your friends are. Figure out where you stand. Figure out where people where people are really going to be at. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've, I've talked to black people who are like, hey, I, I'm in one way glad. Donald Trump came along because I'd rather know if someone's a racist motherfucker or they're going to be subtle about it and it's going to be weird. You know, like we're never really, I'd rather just know straight up. Same with homophobia. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just know straight up, like where you stand, like then I uh, always got to kind of wonder, you know, talking behind the back. I mean, I'd rather just know, like you talk behind my back, you don't support it. Nothing like, Okay, shine some light on the situation. Shine a light, <laughs> shine a light. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so in that way, and I'm not, look, I'm not talking, trying to talk bad. I'm all for reconciliation. You're, you're a universalist, I'm a universalist. Mm-hmm. There's a certain level of trust that's always broken when stuff goes down, but I'm, I'm all for reconciliation. I'm not for ignorance, so you can't stay ignorant. You can't be an ostrich in life. You know? If you don't know what if you don't know what something means, ask the person. No one ever asked me, what, what does it mean for you to be bisexual, man? Oh, we're, we're monogamous. What does monogamy mean? If you don't know what that means, fine. <laughs> I mean, fine. But like, ask. How about ask a question? Hey Matt, are you sleeping with other dudes? No, I'm actually not. Well then, what is bisexual? Well, you know, it's just about attraction. You know how you, you, you know how you're straight and you don't fuck other women. Yeah, it's like that. Except with guys. Yeah, maybe uh, define your terms before throwing yes. accusations. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's clarify. Let's let's be. Uh, you know who Jacques Derrida is? He's the guy who came up with the term deconstruction. Oh, yeah. for real? Huh. <clears throat> yeah. It, it, it didn't mean what it currently means, but in a way, it sort of does. So it's about it's about defining your terms. It's about the text and the meaning, like, what are we talking about when we say these things? And, you know, what does it mean when you say, we have to deconstruct the term, let's say hell. We're, let's say we're talking about hell. You say, Mike, do you believe in hell? If you said, Matt, do you believe in hell? I'd say, I can't define, I, I can't answer that, just yes or no. Mm-hmm. What do you mean I, by What hell? do you mean by hell? Mm-hmm. We, have to, we have to have this agreement here on what this means before I can answer the question. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So I say, yeah, I mean, I, I do believe in hell. I believe in a lot of hells. I believe in, you know, let's talk about what that means. Do I believe in hell as eternal conscious torment? No. No. I don't. If you, if you presuppose that's what hell, then I have to say no. If you're willing to listen to what is hell in the way I understand it, sure. So that's that's where we're at with that. Um, I mean, it's tough. It's It's... It's one of those things, like, I've, I've already been through my dad leaving when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, uh, the ballad of Buster Scruggs. You've seen that? And he looks over, <laughs> I and have. James Franco's hanging there, and there's yeah. other guys freaking out, like, first time. Uh, first time. <laughs> That's how I felt with my wife a little bit, like, first time. <laughs> you know, so I feel, I feel, this, uh, this almost hurts more than my dad leaving, even though that was directly related to me, like, that's my family, than, than having my daughter and my wife, like, feeling bad, depressed. Like, yeah. that that hurts where I'm like, man. Yeah. You know, if it's just me, like, when Lindsay got in the picture and, and then uh, our daughter, like, my dad had already left. This was long. <laughs> this was long past. But now this is raw. This is right here. So it's, it's tough to see your family. And that's why I said my marriage has been ruined by this. I mean, it's not. I say it tongue-in-cheek. But it's like, when when 
thing when people are so hurtful, like it, it, it infects your whole life. That's like been every every conversation is like, how do we talk to him? When do we talk to him? What do we say? I don't want to react. Well, I want to ask questions. I want to know how they made it about them when it has zero percent to do with them. It has negative percent to do with them. You know, all these things. Like, how do we approach this the right way so that even more hurt and harm isn't done? So it kind of, you know, it's been weeks. So it kind of takes over your whole your whole existence. Mm. You know, you get distracted with work, but when you, when you're coming back to like dinner and talking, it's like, ah, well, how do you feel today? Do you need to get my weed stash? <laughs> do I need to buy you alcohol? Do you see any light? No, not not right now. I mean, because I mean, I, you know, it's like you have to be ready to talk. And right now, it's like we're now we gotta take a step back right now. We gotta we gotta collect our thoughts. Yeah, we got a game plan here. I gotta point into this podcast first. <laughs> no, I hope they're not listening. If they are, fine. I stand by whatever, everything I said. Yeah, me too. I won't name names, but hey, you know, it's one of those things. Like, if you want to be real and vulnerable, and that's part of your shtick, which is part of mine, like. I want people to hear stories. I want people to know, like, when I say, what was deconstruction like? This is a part of it. Like, what it, what was coming out like as a, you know, most people don't come out at 38 and they come out by and they say, I'm still married and we're happy and we're fine and monogamous. No, that's not a, you, I mean, that's happened, of course, but it's not like a unique, I mean, it's, it's, it's more unique, I think, than just, um, you know, coming out before you're married. Because that, that seems to be more... Yeah. So you want people to hear that story. Oh, okay. This is a different angle that someone has. It's not the hardest angle. I'm sure there's more difficult. But still, hard shit happens. Hmm. I want the I want the day where you accidentally come out, like at a dinner table, because it's so normal. Like, kid, just like, oh, by the way, I like boys. There you go. Okay. How's that? How's that going? How's that going? I got one request that he's not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's it. But we're not there yet. I saw this funny meme about someone who said it's unnatural to be LGBTQ, but for the B, he put black. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. You're, you're racist and homophobic. Cool. It's, it, it displeases God. <laughs> to be uh, L, lesbian, gay, black, trans, or queer. And I was just like, oh, goddamn. And the, I mean... It's a bad, it's a bad joke, but the person wasn't posting it in jest. He was being serious. Um, at one point, I think it was a serious meme, and then it was shared in irony. You know, obviously, I'm right. like, "Hey, look at how stupid these people are." Unless the person did a tongue in cheek and, and made a joke and that's made a satire out of it. I, I, I don't. Know. I don't. I mean, some people believe that shit, but they, you know, some people are that stupid. I don't know. I would. I wouldn't post it, but. Uh, unfortunately, or whatever, it makes that it makes me laugh. <laughs> if you know, if if it was posted in jest, oh, if someone just made that. It, yeah, it's a, it's it's one of those things. Like <laughs> that might be a good joke, but it might not be. It's not going to land everywhere. It's but. one of those. I mean, that's <laughs> those are the things that kind of I have to ask. Well, I am racist a little bit. I know. And is this where it's at, or what? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I like most, like anybody. I don't feel racist, but I mean, dude, I, we, we all gotta be a little racist, <laughs> and we've all benefited from a racist system. And when I say all, I mean anyone with lighter skin. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying that. I mean, it's it's like it's like again. It's like, the, it's like the conversation we had about stupidity. If you're, if you're asking if you're racist and you're saying, oh, maybe, oh, you know, so if you're living in that sure. world, like you're not a bad guy. It's the one, oh, I'm not racist, but there's no racism in America. We don't fight Like, yeah. okay. And that, no, you, you're the guy everyone's talking about. There the guy go. who's like, yeah, I'm probably racist. I benefit from this shit. I, you know, maybe I don't want to walk down the street next to a bunch of black people in a city and you're, you know, are, are you doing, I mean, people are doing that, right? So. If you recognize that, you're probably not a part of the problem. You're probably willing to change. You're willing to self-examine. You're being introspective. You're like, yeah, okay, maybe I am part of this. Maybe, okay, yeah. 
have I ever worried about having weed on me when I get pulled over? Am I get? Do I have to put my hands up? Do I have to put my hands on the steering wheel and say, "Hey, my hands on the steering wheel"? Yeah, that's a big one. Right. If you don't have to do that, yeah, you benefit. Yeah. So, I, but recognizing that is fine. People don't want to. Uh, people don't want to recognize that though. That's hard. To, that's a bitter pill to swallow, man. Yeah, I mean, we as white people want to feel like you know we're not that we've pulled ourselves up from our bootstraps, that kind of thing. That. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't handed anything that if the other people just worked hard enough, they could be where we are, that sort of thing. Um, That's like ingrained in the white man. Yeah, uh, Christian white man. Yeah. 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 Well, good on you to recognize it. It's, uh, <laughs> if more people recognize the systems of racism that benefit them, that benefit I mean, racism, patriarchy, heteronormative, all those things. Like, for a long time, if you're a straight white man, like, it's just a different experience. It's probably more often than... It doesn't mean you can't struggle. It doesn't mean you aren't going to struggle. It's just not... You're not struggling because of your skin color. Yeah. Yeah, You might have a shitty life. You might have grown up in a trailer park, and your dad might have left, and, you know, mom might have been strung out. I don't know. But your hard life is not because of your skin color. That's it. Simple. All this shit's simple. And especially if you live in Butte County in Paradise and you say there's no more racism because I don't see it. Well, um, look around you. <laughs> yeah. Is there one token black person in this town? Maybe. Is there still? Is there? I, since the fire? I don't know. You haven't seen one? I haven't, I haven't seen one. Okay, well, there you go. It's not going to look racist if everyone looks the same. Maybe take a larger snapshot. A panoramic. Maybe, maybe just turn on PBS, no, news, Fox News, Newsmax, or OAN only. That's where I'm at these days. Really? Yeah. Let's talk about that next week. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Next week, next week we got Jason Hutchins. Question: Hutchins's. I, I always get weirded out when when there's a um, an apostrophe at the end of an S. Yeah, it's confusing. Jesus is sure. uh, Jason Hutchins' question about creation evolution. Whether you can hold the two intention, uh, the podcast will be more than Mike and myself saying yes. So we'll get into that. Um, if you want first dibs at the question for uh, the show, head on over to the Bonfire Sessions Facebook group. Join there. If we pick your question, you will get a PDF of your choice, spring, summer, autumn, or winter. Uh, um, and that's about it. Is that it? I think that's it. I got nothing else. I got nothing else either. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Rate us and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and don't be, don't be a gross dick. Don't be a, don't be a dick of any sort. Don't even be like a clean dick. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. In light, in light of my announcement, I have no confidence. See you next time. <laughs>